Hi, I'm Maria T. Harris or Velo says on social media. Welcome back to So Over 50 podcast, everyone. Stay listening. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on this Sew Over 50 podcast as we continue with this series featuring the men in the Sew Over 50 community. Sew Over 50 intersects with all communities. Christopher is a new sewist and I thought you'd like to hear from a man who sews and who is also investing in his sewing practice. Christopher is a fellow socialist volunteer that you would have heard on the socialist podcast in November last year. Christopher is a manufacturing scientist. Christopher, thanks for coming back to So Organised Style and being today's Sober 50 guest. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm fine. It's great to see you again face to face. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> I feel like I've hardly seen anyone since COVID started. Exactly. <laughs> How are you feeling these days now that you've seriously started investing in developing your sewing and design skills? For the sewing, I'm feeling great. In general, I'm always exhausted. So that'll always be a constant in my life. But when I sew, I think I just get some abundance of energy that I don't usually have. Being able to invest in my sewing and my skills has really been rejuvenating. So recently, you've been working and studying, haven't you? Yes, it's been really hard. I told myself I would never work a full-time job and go to school, but here I am. <laughs> and you're still smiling about it, so that's good. I'm smiling because I'm struggling on the inside. <laughs> oh. For people who haven't gone back to listen to your first podcast, how did you develop your online name? Okay, so my name is Amna Bruja Stitch. So Bruja in Spanish means witch. So I'm that witch stitch. And I really like witchcraft, you know, magical girls, all that kind of cute slash magical things. Yeah. So yeah, this is kind of how it came about. Also, I really like the spooky season. It starts January 1st and ends December 31st. So it's always Halloween time. <laughs> so what made you start sewing? Let's go back to basics with your sewing start. So I started sewing maybe like three or four years ago. It's been really hard to say since time kind of everywhere right now, I think for everybody. But I kind of started sewing because it just seemed fun. I was watching Project Runaway at the time, uh, the season with Ashley and Altempton, and I saw them all doing amazing things. And I was like, I can make that. That's simple. A dress in a couple of days, sure. I knew I couldn't do that, but it was just kind of my motivation to get started and not feel so overwhelmed by everything that is sewing related, especially when you start so yeah, that was just my motivation. I wanted to create awesome things and discover what my fashion sense was outside of traditional ready-to-wear. So that leads me to the next question, which we discussed earlier. How do you feel about the current state of menswear? When I first started, I did start sewing a lot of menswear, but as kind of I've been growing, I've geared away from that, especially since I feel like the catalog just needs to be bigger. Menswear is used a lot of shirts, shorts, t-shirts, button-ups. And while like you can make amazing things with these patterns, I don't feel that it's necessarily growing to the point where it needs to be, especially when you look at a lot of high-end designers. They do things that are out of traditional menswear, but when we apply that to ourselves or menswear specifically, we don't see a lot of that. And that's what I feel is lacking. So I have started sewing a lot of what you consider traditional women's wear. So the women's wear that I've started sewing would be the Gober Top, the Seymour Collet Violet, and the Winslow Culottes. I've been kind of exploring what my style is, what I'd like to do, Seeing amazing people like Donnie Q, he does what I feel like is a lot of agented clothing. It's just seeing, you know, everything I can make, what 
do I feel is my style? How can I make this this pattern, no matter who it's made for, and just kind of figure things out as I go along. When you're looking at what you want to make, is fabric finding for you a challenge? No, because I feel that requires a greater knowledge than I have. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that to mean that I do try to pick the best fabric I can. Usually what I try to do is I find a pattern and then I'll try to find a fabric. Sometimes I'll find the fabric and let that speak to me. So it's kind of like a little bit of both. I try not to get so so stranded about how I'm going to make stuff because then that's usually when I run into problems and I run into product paralysis, which is like, I can make this out of this, but I need to find both. Or I have this great fabric that I really want to make something out of, but I don't necessarily have the right pattern. So let me pull up 20 different patterns and pick the right one, but they're all slightly different. They all look really cool. And yeah, I go down that rabbit hole if I if I get too specific about what I want. So I just try to go with flow. <laughs> so look, you've touched on patterns, you know, and you and you've used patterns across the range of patterns that are designed for the various sexes. Are there any patterns that you favor? Um, if I can find patterns that have any gender or non-gender wording, then I'll try to go for those. Just because you know I want to support those businesses. If not, then I really like Mimi G patterns just because the, the ease that she built into her specific patterns isn't really, it's not a lot. So it's more like form fitting. And I really like that. So I don't have to take in like a couple of inches of fabric every time I want to fit it to my body. Right now I've been doing a lot of flowy stuff, especially since we're in the pandemic. I just want to be comfy, <laughs> but I'm slowly starting to go more towards like more form fitting stuff. Now that things are s- slowly starting to open up. I'm not ready to go out quite yet, but when I am, I'm going to have to close. <laughs> have you found that the design skill learning that you've done has helped in your sewing practice? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I have been going to community college for sewing to get my sewing certificate. There, those are all free courses. There's four total in the sewing course. For the rate that I want to grow my skills, if it was just me, it would take me so long. I'd probably take like two more years to get to the point where I am at now. But having, you know, assisted learning like that, it's really helpful since it kind of ramps up like that amount of time that I need to learn and it gives me a schedule that is consistent. I feel like that's been helping me a lot with what I need to do. Are there specific sewing techniques that you think people should invest in when they want to make clothes to suit their aesthetic? Yes. And it's going to seem like a really general answer, but just pick a pattern when you really like, maybe some, some pattern that you you know, with a technique you haven't really done before and just start there. You're not really going to know what techniques you're going to want unless you know the pattern that, that's going to require them. So, you know, just say, oh, I've never made a packet before. So this pattern has a packet and I kind of know how to make this. So let's just give it a try. I think that's the best way to learn. And that's usually how I tackle stuff is, okay, well, I've made a shirt before, but this shirt has a, um, yeah, it has a packet. It's like a button up, but in a different way. Maybe the shirt has a zipper, but I've never done a shirt zipper before. And just take it from there. You'll be surprised at how much you learn just by giving it a try and just not being afraid. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Do you follow Sober 50? I am a part. For me, it's just about seeing just a wide range of people who sew. I do feel like the people who are over 50 are generally left out of the sewing community. You generally see a lot of younger people people who might be going to, you know, higher in schools and what their fashion is and stuff. And you really get to see sewing, especially home sewing in a wide range of bodies. And I mean, that's why I joined an online sewing community to begin with, not just so I can see people who look like me, but so I can see everyone who sews and 
you learn and you take in from like everyone's mistakes, everyone's fashion. You're just part of being the community. That's really good to know because you've got a wide view of what you want to make and how you want to look. What other sewing communities are you part of? So the other sewing communities I'm a part of would be the Black Makers Matters page, the Asian Sewing Collective, so 50, so queer. Generally, I just follow communities whose voices I can listen to. I don't necessarily need to be a part of it, but I do want to learn and grow, especially from other sewists in any other area. So yeah, I will generally follow any community whose views I can you know, learn, understand, grow, or maybe not even understand, but just, you know, a different perspective of something that I might not even consider. I think it's important for all of us to just listen to everyone and anyone who feels like they need to be heard or is part of this community. I think that's kind of why we're all here, right? <laughs> that's right. No, thank you. Thanks for thinking that we're through on the spot after being so tired too. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> What advice would you give listeners who are thinking of following you to make their clothes speak for who they are? I think for me, what's been really important is when you first start, it's really important to surround yourself with a community or communities that listen and learn and that you can do the same to and surround yourself with people who won't judge you. I think that's really really important for me because everything I've made that I feel that people might have judged me for was never really the case specifically because I already started with that in mind. I think that's really important. I think if you are like me and you really want to grow your skills, but you need some sort of external motivation, maybe look into your local schools. Right now, mine is doing online sewing classes. So I don't have to go into a location. All online is really easy. You can go to work, come home. Simple in that sense. (laughs) Good. Yeah. And um, just find something you really love. For you, if it's exploring different skills and techniques, do that maybe find a pattern you like or skills you want to learn. If you're just like making basics, then just do that. Just do what you love and it'll speak and people will follow or listen. Chris, where can we follow you online? You can follow me online at, at I'm that Bruja Stitch on Instagram and that's it. <laughs> or in San Diego if you're local in the area. <laughs> Chris, thanks again for coming back on to So Organized Style Podcast. I'm really pleased that you've taken this next step to grow your skills locally. I mean, I've really seen the benefits of what you've done in your Instagram feed. Thank you. That really means a lot, especially since I feel like I'm a slow sewist. Uh, it's really hard for me to output clothes. It really, it really doesn't mean a lot that people are looking at liking what I do. And as always, it's been a pleasure chatting with you anytime. Thank you again, Chris. It's really good to see you again. Thank you. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Over 50 Podcast on So Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Christopher, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Please give us a five-star rating and review whenever you listen to our podcast. If this is the first podcast you've listened to, make sure you go back and listen to our So Over 50 archive and catch up on this series about men who sew. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at Sew Organized Style or on our website at www.seworganizedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>